0: Hello everyone, welcome back to part two. Okay, here we go. Let's get into it with Georgia Harrison. When I was younger, I was not reading self-help books. I was trying to snog whatever girl left, right and centre. I was just thinking about like, fill me with like endorphin. Endorphin, 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 endorphin all the time. And I think that was my downfall in later life. Why were you obsessed with the self-help?
1: Well, did you never read The Secret?
0: I never read it.
1: Yeah, so, so I read The Secret, and honestly, it really changed my life. I felt like I was quite a negative thinker when I was younger. Like, Really? Yeah, like, look, I was still cool, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I, I just think, like, I would always, I always thought, like, you know, I didn't think that you could dream big. I was never someone who would wake up and think, you know, I can do or be anything. I thought the world just gave you whatever it wanted to give you, and you just had to sort of get on with
0: it. Wait, why did you think that, though? What gave, what, okay, why? Just because that's what you just
1: because i just never was under the impression that the way that our the way that we think and the way that we act could have some sort of control on how our reality is i thought reality was just served to you if and when it comes
0: but a lot of people still think that but how do you know that's not true
1: see i just genuinely believe that our thoughts in some way do control our reality and I think like where, from practicing manifestation,
0: yeah. as soon
1: as I got given the secret, I started to change my mindset. I thought, you know what? Fuck it, might as well give it a go. Do you know what I mean? got nothing to lose. And I just started trying to manifest certain things. I started trying to think about what I could attract in my life. And I even remember thinking, oh, you know, I think I could go on TOWIE. But before that, I never would have thought anything like that. And it wasn't something I went out and done physical things to try and bring into my path. Like I didn't like, I don't know, ring up Arj and be like, you're right, mate, fancy a cup of tea. <laughs> Things just started to happen naturally in my physical world. And they really seem to be reacting to the change in my thought process. And I've always been a believer ever since. And like, you must know some people who are just unlucky. Like, everything always goes wrong for them. And you just think, oh, my God, like, ads. does it happen to you all the time? Like, it's mm. draining. But it's genuinely so unlucky. Like, something bad just consistently always happens to them. Or other people know people that are so positive and so lucky, probably a bit like you, and everything just happens to fall into their lap. And you're like, how was this geezer managing to pull this off? It's just Mm -hmm. not normal. And that has to have some sort of a correlation to our mindset and how we hold ourselves in society. It can't just be a coincidence.
0: I'm totally with you, by the way. Like, there there are some wild things that, that have happened in my life that I've just been like... But but I think it's funny how I just, I think I would naturally, when I was younger, I was just a sort of optimistic thinker. Just just I, was I always... think
1: some people were just like that. Yeah, I, I think, think some I people was. were just born to manifest and attract things, but other people aren't. But those people don't have to carry on that way. They can choose to change their mindset and change the way that they're thinking and their reality will change with it.
0: But yeah, but, but you have th- that's a hard thing because I have someone really close to me who... Um, I would say, is the sort of negative thinker. They're an actor and they really struggle with rejection and things like that. And I almost think even when, before they go to an audition, they're thinking, well, I'm not going to get this. And that negative thinking yeah. bleeds into it, right? And yeah. the the a casting director or whoever can feel that. You can feel that sort of defeatist attitude. You have to switch that in your mind and just try and be positive. But then the arguments would some would say is that, Okay, yeah, but your life's fine. I have to worry about this, this and this. I have to pay my bills. I have to do all these different things. I can't think positively because everything is so bad. So if someone was saying that, how what would you say to them in order to switch their mind?
1: Literally just kid yourself. So it, it's about believing that you are worthy to be where you are or get the job that you're going to get. Like, There is so much more to human communication than just the five senses. Like, We can actually sense things that aren't said from each other. So if you're walking in feeling like you don't deserve something... Immediately, the interviewer will sense that. And I think—are you
0: serious? You think that's a definitely a thing?
1: I 100% think that's a thing. Yeah.
0: You th- really? Yeah. You give that energy and that vibe across.
1: Yeah, I believe that humans really can sense more than what they realize about what what you think about yourself. And I think if if you're a really negative thinker and you say, "Look, my life is in quite a rubbish place right now. I'm, I'm going to find it hard to get rid of these faults." that's where you need tools like meditation, because meditation teaches you to be aware of your thoughts. And if you can't make them positive, you can at least let them go. And then books like The Secret, there's actually one called The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. Boring, I don't know how you say it. (laughs) And it's the follow on from The Secret. And it every day for 28 days, you have to do a task. And it's meant to change the way that you see the world. It's meant to make you think more positive thoughts, more gratitude and stuff like that. And for people that really don't feel like they're going, their lives going well right now, they just have to start with the smallest things. Like just be positive for the roof over your head. Just be positive for the help of your family. Be positive for the breath of fresh air you took this morning. And when you feel a thought coming in of you know how am I going to pay that bill? Just think you know what? Well, I've been thinking these thoughts for years, and it's not helped me. So let's just push the thought of the bill out of my mind for now and concentrate on the fresh air. And the more you do that, the more you can flip the ratio of your mindset and you suddenly start looking for more things to be positive and you start managing to put the things that sort of harm you in the day to the side, especially if you can't control them. And I can guarantee if they manage to do it just for a couple of weeks, they'll see their reality change and they'll see their luck change. And it only takes one small thing to completely flip the way you look at the world, but you have to be willing to really commit to thinking in a different way.
0: So this is unbelievable. You, you should definitely push and promote this more. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, 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 firstly, it's so authentic. Yeah. Like you're not, you don't have a ulterior motive. You don't, you're not gaining anything by saying that you just actually generally really believe it. Yeah. And which is a great thing. And I, I'm with you. I'm with you on so many things. Yeah. You should really promote and push this. Yeah. Because <clears throat> you've obviously, you know, we, you know, we know what you've been through as well, but. It, it feels like you've been through some other tricky times potentially and that's what's got you through them.
1: Yeah 100% just like a faith like a higher faith in the universe and that things will work out and also like an inner knowing that we, we all only get one life and 100% throughout your lifetime shit is going to get thrown at you and when that shit gets thrown at you you just you just have to be strong and know that you know good times are going to eventually be around the corner because, like, life's always like this. It goes down a bit and then it goes up and then it goes down, then it goes back up. But you're always gradually climbing. You just sometimes don't realize it. And if it wasn't like that, it would just be like that. And how boring would that be?
0: Yeah, life is like a heart monitor it has to go up and down in order to survive. It's yeah. 100%. I totally agree with you. Yeah. That is uh, so. But th- have you had therapy before?
1: Yeah, I have. I've, I've had different forms of therapy.
0: Because um, I- you're really well versed, you, you you understand, and and even more than just again, I just repeating myself, but even more than just speaking it and just saying it, right? Like you're you're reciting it, but you're saying it from the heart. Yeah. So so you that's what needs to happen in order to fix yourself. You can't just read something and then just um, recite it, like just say it back to yeah. someone. That doesn't work. You actually need to read it, believe it, hear it, go. No, this is what, like, in order for things to change.
1: Yeah. I think you need to practice it and you always need to remember, like, thinking differently doesn't cost a thing. No. Like, so so what are you losing in doing something differently for a week or two? What are you losing in believing in yourself? And so many people are too scared to believe in themselves. Like, they think they don't deserve to have a better life or they don't deserve to have the career that that would be the career of their dreams. Like, they're too scared to even let their mind go there because it's just installed in them that they won't they won't get it but why not just try and believe in yourself for a bit and if it doesn't work out you're only back in the same situation you were in anyway
0: fucking hell this is unbelievable <laughs> this is unbelievable okay so you you've had therapy and things like that so have you dealt with anxiety and things in the past
1: yeah, 100%. Like a- anxiety is just like an inner feeling, isn't it? Yeah. It's an inner feeling. And I'm reading a book called called Letting Go, which is really good. And it sort of explains how like everyone has these certain emotions, but like there's ways of you like acknowledging the emotion and being like, right, there's anxiety in me, but I'm not anxious. Like a lot of people will say I'm anxious because they feel that feeling. But, you know, it's just in you and you can acknowledge it and try and let it go rather than let it define you
0: someone said to me you've got to be the sky not the cloud we're the sky oh, the God. anxiety is just the cloud going across just let it go and yeah. you just have to you you can acknowledge it see it fine but you're you're not the cloud exactly it always passes and moves on but if you cling on to the cloud then it becomes a rainstorm and you yeah. that's not a good thing i'm very bad at that what I,
1: clinging on yeah
0: i cling on to that shit I don't know why.
1: I don't imagine you being like that. I
0: do. I cling on to it. Like I, like, I, like, when I was in my early 20s, I had like a, I, again, I've said this before, but I had a bad panic attack. And um, I didn't know what the fuck was going on when I had it, but I had a panic attack in like my early 20s doing MIC stuff of like this. And then I basically had like general anxiety disorder for like six, six months and I just told no one.
1: Oh. I
0: just kept it in. Didn't say one thing to anyone. And then when I was in a shower one day, I just said, What the fuck is wrong with you, Jamie? And I started crying. And probably around the time I saw your mother. And uh, it actually literally was around that time. I swear yeah. to God, like around that time. So when I was dealing with that, that had that panic. Attack. I finally said it out loud, and I finally went and spoke to my mum, who took me to a doctor. And they said, You have anxiety. I said, Well, what's that? And they said, Oh, it's this thing that's, you know, your adrenaline's quite high and you just need to relax. And I said, Well, what can I do to get rid of it? They said, You can't, you just have to get past it.
1: Just have to ride it out. You just it. have
0: to ride it out. But honestly, yeah. I didn't tell I didn't speak about it. I didn't tell anyone. I was embarrassed about it. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was it was pretty tough, I think. It
1: definitely shouldn't be. I, I think our body holds repressed emotions as well.
0: Explain that. What do you mean by that?
1: So I feel like if you have an emotion, say, say I say, I don't know, I sat with a guy or something, mm. and then he didn't call me the next day. And, you know, really, that actually really upset me and, and made me feel, feel like shit. But I didn't want to think about it. I just thought, you know, I'm just going to put that, I'm just going to ignore it. Like, I don't care. I didn't care anyway. And you just carry on and you move on and you just keep pushing it down. I think when you have all really different situations like that in life, if you keep pushing down emotions and you keep choosing not to acknowledge them, eventually the body has a really strange way of just, bringing them all up so that's why like anxiety and stuff like that can come at times when it's so random and you don't even know why you feel like that because you're having a great day it's because you you're not processing your emotions properly and healthily and it's so important that when you do genuinely feel upset by a situation in life that you give yourself time just to acknowledge you know okay this upset me but it's not a big deal like I, i'm i'm going to be upset about it for a little bit and i'm just going to let it come out
0: that's a highly emotionally intelligent yeah yeah, yeah. But, but but again, I go back to, what was your home life like?
1: It was good. It was good. I mean, my mum and dad broke up when I was younger. but I was How always, old were you when that happened? I was two.
0: Oh, okay, fine. Two, yeah. I was eight. That was a real primitive age. I was, yeah. <laughs> well, that fucks you up, that does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you get on with your dad?
1: Yeah, I get on really well with my dad. I mean, my mum and dad didn't get along well when I was growing up. So that's always like a bit awkward for a child to sort of process. But they both love me very much in their own right. Are
0: so. you only child?
1: No, I've got three brothers and sisters, but they're my half-brothers and sisters with my dad.
0: Okay, fine. And
1: they're all really young. So, like, my oldest sister's 18, and then I've got a twin brother and six, sister that are 16.
0: So then when you go and do something like Love Island... Yeah. ...do they freak out?
1: Well, they love it, yeah. They, like, really <laughs> yeah. enjoy it, do you know what I mean? But then it comes part, part and parcel as well, because obviously... I really loved, like, making them proud and stuff on TV shows. But when everything did happen with me, I was Mm -hmm. so worried about, like, it affecting them in school and stuff like that and... For a little while, it did, you know, and I think oh, man. also like having like a, I guess famous. I don't really call myself famous, but uh, yeah. a famous older sister can have its like ups and downs and implications. So. I
0: never, I, you know what? Naively, I didn't even think about the implications it has on family members, not just yourself when you go through something. You're like, like
1: one of a herd, aren't you?
0: you? Yeah, oh my god, eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, it's just crazy. But I, but I didn't even think like that. Like if something happens to you like that, then it it affects all everyone, your love, yeah. everyone.
1: Yeah, because the whole world knows about.
0: Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. What was Love Island like?
1: I loved it, but I went in as a bombshell. So I was only there for like two weeks. Yeah. And honestly, all I'd done before that was TOWIE. Then I went back to work in my office. Which I enjoyed, don't get me wrong, but I knew wasn't the life for me. Like I was
0: so after Love Island you went back into the office. Yeah, yeah. What was the office job? No,
1: after after Tower I went back in the office, but I actually went a little bit after Love Island as well. <laughs> Wait,
0: hang on. What was the office job?
1: The office job, I was a PA to a CEO of a financial consultancy firm. It was all very serious. You yeah.
0: said, don't worry, go and like, do Love Island things. They were totally cool with it. They
1: were so cool with it. But like as I went to leave, like, as my foot <laughs> went out the door, they were like, by the way, though, delete your LinkedIn. I was like, oh, okay, you got faith in me now. <laughs> <laughs> I've never got it back no. since. I'm not ready to rebuild yet.
0: I imagine you would be an amazing... PA I imagine you'd be great as energy in, in an office environment I think you'd be amazing
1: yeah if you just hire me for the personality 100% but like not good. for the skills like honestly I've got ADHD and I can't even believe that I managed to be a PA for the years that I did because like, I it's can't all about organization. My emails. And it's yeah. all
0: about organization yeah it's
1: bad I, I actually I think I lied and said I was going to look for a venue for a talent show and actually went to my Love Island interview because you're in there for like three hours. And I remember my bosses were like messaging, like, why have you been so long? And I'm like, you know, just still having a walk around. Like they're really nice. <laughs> still and-
0: <laughs> having a walk around. What is the Love Island interview process like? Do they just so, ask you, what do they ask you?
1: It's just like the basic things like, what's your most embarrassing story? Or like, you know, yeah. um, if someone else walked in the villa, would you be willing to take their man or like stuff like that? My god. And I'm just like whatever you want to hear. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do whatever you want like.
0: Yeah, I'll just do it. <laughs> But I like your honesty about it, right? Because I think sometimes... And also, I, I love the fact that you say you loved it. I go back to the same thing, right? Which, I again, I said before. But the coolest thing I've ever seen, right, is when Harry Styles, and I've said it before and he said it again, got up on stage and he won the Grammy or the Brit or whatever it was. And he said, I want to say thank you to the X Factor. I want to say thank you to my four brothers, you know, Liam, now all that kind of stuff. He could have said anything. And yeah. you get so many people who talk... And maybe they've had a terrible experience, I get it. But they talk badly about made in chelsea or whatever they've done they're like oh god I can't. Remember. but actually no it's like your history and your roots and what you've done and, yeah. and that's cool to like acknowledge it in yeah. certain ways for so long with made in chelsea i was a bit like oh god i don't really know but actually i'm freaking proud of that shit
1: of course and, and it gave us the platform to now move on to do potentially more serious stuff that can help people in general but that's where you started like i remember being on love island and every day was just a blessing i'd wake up and think brilliant like another day I've definitely had another 50k followers today like every every morning I'd wake up there my office desk got further away in my brain and like all of the free stuff that I'd be receiving soon began to just materialize and uh, I I loved the vibe but I also loved that I knew my whole life was going to change just from being there
0: what was the reason behind why did you want to do that
1: um literally i I would have liked to have met someone honestly i've always really wanted to just meet someone and settle down but i've just never really met the right person so i genuinely obviously did want to find love but i also wanted the followers and the free shit so it was just like a big mix of all of it really
0: (laughs) talk to me okay about love are you are you have you fallen in love before
1: i think so yeah Yeah. I think so. I think I've been in love before, yeah. I don't know. Like, I've never thought I was going to marry someone or anything like that, but I've definitely been in love with
0: people, yeah. Why do you think you're going to marry someone?
1: Because I just haven't met the one that I thought, wow, this could really work. Really? Yeah. I just, I seem to go for the wrong, wrong people, people that just aren't going to be good for me. And like, sometimes I'll have so many people that, so many men that are like, on paper like just perfect for me and it's like why are you not attracted to them and I always just tend to be attracted to people that are just not really yeah like most of the time like it's got better in recent years but it's definitely an issue for me but it's something I've acknowledged and it's something I'm working on and I'm putting out to the universe what aspects I'm looking for in a partner now and they're, they're a lot different to what they used to be.
0: Okay so what did you used to look for compared to now?
1: oh probably just someone that was funny and like I don't know someone that was a bit arrogant someone that was the center of attention like always just like yeah I guess the loudest one in the room I wouldn't mind having some of those aspects still but I'm also looking for someone that's patient caring someone that shows up for me you know someone that's loyal Mm. someone that's calm like I feel like so many of my relationships have been with people that are just all over the place and just not calm and argumentative and I'm not really an argumentative person I'm I'm actually quite chill. So, okay.
0: relationships are hard when you're just arguing all the time.
1: Yeah, 100. Especially over nothing, and it's like I just don't see the point. Like it's just never ending.
0: So, so what do you what do you really value in life now? What would you say that you you hold your values are? You say like this is what I am, and I and I think that's a really good thing to be. Does that make sense?
1: I don't know. What do you mean? Well, well as, as in like, what do you value?
0: So, for example, when I was younger, right, I didn't realize what was important. Now, what I realize what's really important in life is that I realize that family is fundamentally one of the most important things but for so many years I just completely rejected my family because I just wanted to go and do my own thing I realized that reliability and loyalty is so good and also how important having friends is yeah I was always for so long I did because I was doing MIC always looking friends was like okay I've got this group of friends okay who am I I was always looking at different groups of friends seeing what I can do and I realized that just such a You need those connections in life.
1: Yeah, because otherwise it takes up all your time as well.
0: How important are your friends to you?
1: Oh, so important. I mean, I've got the same group of girlfriends that I've had since I was like 12. Really? Yeah, all from school. And like none of them are in the industry that I'm in. Like they all do like fashion and stuff like that. One's a nanny, but I'm very, very lucky to know that like if the world fell apart, I would always have them. I think they say once it gets past like... 10 years or something, you're you're going to be friends for life. Yeah. But one thing I really value now is authenticity and just being the best version of yourself and not trying to be like anyone else or edit yourself in any way. I think when I first would come off of Love Island, I would like overly edit my pictures. Like I would use like Facetune and FaceApp for a little bit of time. And, you know, I thought that portraying a better version of me is what I needed to do. And it took me a little while to realize that actually just being the most natural, authentic version of you is the most attractive version of you you can ever be. And that's how you will sort of get things from the universe that you want just by really just being honest.
0: I would definitely say you're really authentic because typically when you when you chat to people or anyone, right, people are scared to say, I went on to get the followers and I wanted free shit. Yeah, but that's true. Of course, that's what people want yeah. as well. I remember for so long people said, why did you do Made in Chelsea? And I was like, oh, because I thought it would be like a fun experience. Like, Fuck, no, I just wanted to, it would be wicked to be famous for a bit. Like, yeah, like, exactly. like that's typically actually the the, the leading thing. Yeah. I think authenticity, but it's hard to teach yourself to be authentic because yeah. we're so scared about what people are going to find out about ourselves that we feel like we can't be authentic.
1: Yeah, and that's also where, I know I keep coming back to it, but meditation helps as well because it's usually the thoughts in your mind that can stray you away from being an authentic version of yourself but if you can learn to silence the thoughts then you can really just speak freely and from your intuition and from your core instead of like this little voice coming in your head saying do you think you look all right right now though or do you think you're being funny enough or do you think like meditation can help you just silence your thoughts and just be in the present moment
0: do you think you're still do you have insecurity still
1: oh yeah of course i do i think i think everyone does especially women yeah. i think women struggle the most from insecurities and like i've seen quite a few youtubes of some of the most beautiful amazing women in history and they show all different clips of them saying you know oh i don't think i'm pretty or i didn't think i look nice then or you know i think everyone does that and i'll always look back on pictures of myself from like three years ago or something and I'll know for a fact that night I really didn't think I looked good and I really beat myself up about how I looked and then I'll look back and I'll think mate you looked unbelievable like Mm. why did it take so long for you to think that so now when I do think things like that when I'm out like if I'm concerned about certain things on my appearance I'll just think you know in five years time you're gonna look back on this night and think you looked hot (laughs) as fuck so you might as well just have it (laughs) off just enjoy it
0: it's so true I think guys really suffer that but would Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely like, uh, I, guys are really insecure, me included. Like, we're insecure about so many different things. We just, but you definitely get to an age which I have, like, holy shit. Like, I, in my early 20s, I was so insecure about different things. Maybe that was exacerbated because of a TV show. But now in my 30s, I, I'm a bit more like, Fuck, I just don't really care. Yeah, as who much. cares? Who cares? You I know, care
1: so much less about absolutely everything. And it's, it's nicer.
0: It is, isn't it? Yeah. What are your What are your thoughts on surgery?
1: I think, you know, I have had surgery. I've had my boobs done. Mm. And I think if it's something that you really take some time to think about and you really feel it can benefit you, then I think it's absolutely fine. But I think the issue with surgery is if people are getting just whatever they see on social media or whatever anyone else is getting just for the sake of trying to look like a completely different person – I think there's a difference to slightly enhancing yourself or changing a real insecurity to, you know, just wanting to get absolutely everything to look like someone else. Mm. Like, I was, I, I put on a bit of weight when I was younger and then I lost it. So, honestly, my boobs look like deflated cow udders. They were like, <laughs> honestly, it, it it was sad. It was sad. It was like gravity got the best of them, but they were still quite small. So,
0: but talk me through that insecurity though, because that's it, because it's an interesting one, right? Because one would say, um, okay, when you have, boobs right uh, so god I always like to try and not try and step carefully here but with boobs if you are you doing it for yourself or are you doing it for other people ah, saying boobs you right? same oh my god really I know oh my god. god boobs like yeah. what but do you doing it for yourself or are you doing it for other people when you have those have surgery
1: yeah a bit of both I, I think it's just for confidence like yeah. and I think girls with small boobs look great mm. it was just that uh, mine just didn't look like they had, they needed, they looked like they needed to be filled up because I'd got bigger and then I'd lost weight. So like, I think even in terms of like having sex and stuff like that, that's probably something that I'd be thinking about. Like, oh, do my boobs look shit in this position? Do you know what I mean? I
0: totally get it. Yeah,
1: and if I'm feeling like that, then, you know, I don't want to always feel like that. It's something that is hard to get past. But I also think like girls with small boobs is actually really in fashion at the moment. I think it looks wicked when it comes to modeling and stuff like that. Mm. And you should only really want to change something if you really feel insecure about it. And, you know, never make a split decision like wait,
0: It's funny. I, I, spoke, to my, I spoke to Sophie, my wife, about this. She was explaining to me that when people have jobs, it actually in a, in a really positive way it can change a whole shape. Yeah, of a woman's body. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it can totally change the way someone looks and feels, and if it gives you that confidence, I'm all about surgery. If, if look, I I would say there's a limit to what people should be doing for sure, yeah. and I think natural beauty is amazing. But if you want to do something to 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 get it gives yourself more confidence, fuck it, go and do it.
1: Yeah, and that's what I done. I walked in, I said, "Look, give me the smallest pair of tits you've got. Let's go." <laughs> and
0: <laughs> how <laughs> expensive is it? Is it expensive?
1: Jamie, I mean, I didn't pay, did I? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> i don't often but. <laughs> no but to be fair my friend just got hers done and it was about six thousand pounds but you can you can do it on finance if it's something that, can you really yeah if it's something that that's really bothering you and you want to get done soon i think you can pay them off on finance so you can have like gym membership car rent it's all in, all in one
0: spreadsheet. On like Wonga or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Judy, listen, I've I, I, just seen the time. We've nearly had you for an hour. I just want to say, like, honestly speaking to you, um, firstly, thank you for being open. Like Thanks. what you've been through, I can't even imagine. And as you said, feeling violated, that's the best way to put it. And I'm so happy that you're in a better place and um, that... You know if scumbags are going to do that, they should be punished for it, and I'm so glad that it, that the person who did it was punished. yeah, thank you also if you know if someone is a victim of uh image-based sexual abuse, where would you go? if, if who would you speak to? If, that, if you were suffering from that and you know that your boyfriend or partner or friend or whoever it is has these images and you're, they're putting it out, then you don't know what to do wh- Where do you even go?
1: I think the easiest thing to do is obviously just call the police immediately. Like,
0: Because it is a crime.
1: It is a crime now. Like, Regardless of what the intent is, it is completely and utterly illegal. And once that footage gets out there, you may never be able to get it back. So even if they're to go around to the house and the partner hasn't sent it on, I'm sure as hell they're much more likely to delete it once the police knock on their door. So 100% just call the police if it has already got out about you, still obviously do call the police because they will help get the perpetrator arrested and hopefully you'll get some justice. But there's so many charities that can also support you, even if you don't want to go to the police. So there's Not Your pawn, and there's also the RV Helpline, Revenge Porn Helpline, and they're just absolutely brilliant. They can even get footage taken off for you. So There's a few places where I found my video um, online. One was on a huge porn website and it had like 2.1 million views. And no matter how many times I tried to contact them, they wouldn't take it down. And I spoke to the Revenge Porn helpline and they got it taken down for me immediately and free of charge. A lot of companies will charge you, but these charities won't. They'll do everything to support you. And it's also so important for victims who aren't comfortable speaking about this with their friends and family that there will be people at those charities who understand what they're going through and can put them in touch with a therapist who is very mm. specific to image-based sexual abuse
0: well done dude i, I mean i can't you did a 2.1 million views on a, on a website yeah
1: and that was just one fucking hell yeah, yeah. so
0: important and i'm so glad you you're this voice to sp- spread out there what i'm so excited for your book coming out. When is your book coming out?
1: So it's already available on pre-sale now mm. at Waterstones. There's always a link on my Instagram. And mm. you get a signed copy if you order now. But it will be out officially in October.
0: Amazing. I'm going to get myself a book. I can't like, wait. Hopefully it does
1: better than yours, eh? yeah,
0: I Trust me, I really <laughs> think it will. Um, dude, thank you so much for coming on. I really Thanks. appreciate it. Um, go and follow your, you know, Georgia on all social media apps as well. We're going to put all the links in the description below. Thank you so much for coming on. Everybody, we'll see you next week. Goodbye! that was
1: amazing. Oh, I really enjoyed that.
0: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustolium's new custom spray five and one gives you control with five different spray patterns, so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray five and one. Only from Rustolium.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands.